The team beat Houston at home. Saverino plays his first game back at the Riot. And RSL signed the most expensive USL player in history. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. going on guys uh this is here at the riot your favorite real salt lake podcast i assume that if you're listening to this right now um i'm dax and i'm josh and uh lots of stuff happening this week uh we're recording a little bit late but that might have actually been fortuitous because some news. stuff happened yesterday and today, so RSL we're actually going to catch it. We, yeah, we, um, yeah, we delayed on purpose. It, it's because we knew something was coming down the pipe. We just had a feeling. We had that insider <laughs> info. Just kidding. We don't have any insider info. If anything, we have like outsider info. I don't even know what that means. It's it's like. Literally, we know things as soon as everyone else knows them, sometimes even later. Was, would that be called outsider info? I'm, I'm calling that outsider info. info. then. Yeah, it's just normal info. <laughs> Me- medium info. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, we're going to talk about the Houston game first. So, Saturday... Uh, it was a home match. It was a big deal because Savarino's back, and he did play. He uh, did. We'll talk more about that later. But we absolutely destroyed Houston 3-0. to zero. Uh, We dominated the whole time. We actually had more possession. Wow. That's the first hey. time this season. Let me hear your applause. We did it 52%, I believe, something like that. <laughs> That's not even that much, <laughs> but it's more. Uh, but, yeah, completely dominant performance. Um, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on the game, Dex? So I was at this game. I know, I know. It's so great. It's so Coffee. great. So great that I was at this game. So was my brother. You saw him. I did see him. Well, I or saw Caden. I saw my brother. My brother saw you. I don't know if you saw him. <laughs> he was sneaking around and just he, saw he's you. He <laughs> spying on me. He was stalking me. Well, so it was a really good game. Another sellout. Um, this is the sixth sellout this season. So all, every single home game um, has been sold out this season, which is just great, amazing um, I actually think that, uh, last weekend, I saw this somewhere on Twitter and maybe this is like fake. So like, don't trust Twitter, but like RSL, like the, in, in their attendance ranked, it was like in the top five in terms of like attendance of games last weekend. And like their stadium's not that big compared to other stadiums i mean yeah i don't know i don't know about that just because like um 
like Atlanta, they averaged like forty thousand. Yeah, they and, were they were number one. Yeah, and we're at like twenty thousand. Yeah. Typically. I think like max capacity is like twenty two hundred, I wanna say. And we're usually around twenty thousand. Or twenty two thousand, jeez. Uh but yeah. Maybe if some of the other big teams didn't play. <laughs> or maybe play. maybe it was uh there were a lot of mid game weeks or midweek games. Mid game weeks smokes. Ugh, <laughs> oh, I'm having a tough time already. Maybe that's what it was, the midweek games. Are you saying you don't believe me, Josh? No, I'm saying I believe you, but I'm also saying that like our stadium is on the smaller end. So the other games ah. had to have had poor attendance for us to be top five. Y- yes, that's that's kind of what I was saying. Is that like yeah. compared to the rest of the league, RSL is doing really good in terms of attendance, and and there's a lot to be excited about as well. Um, that you've probably heard us talk about many times, but yes, there there is quite a bit to be excited about for RSL this season. So. I think it it was well deserved. Yep, it it looked very rowdy for a typical Utah sporting event. <laughs> it was it was uh, rowdy. TV, so you could hear the fans and everything on the broadcast. You couldn't hear us chanting Saverino though. No. It it was it was happening. Trust me, I was there. Everyone was chanting Saverino multiple times. I heard times. the I heard the swell in cheers when he lined up to sub on, and then the second swell when he actually ran on the field. Mm-hmm. But I missed all the chants. Hmm. Maybe I just wasn't paying close enough attention. Maybe, but they I were don't there. usually have the volume up super loud when I'm watching like soccer games. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, let's see, the first goal, what was it, like, around the 25th minute or something like that? The, the, yeah, yeah, these goals were kind of funny, because they weren't really, like, if, if I remember right, they weren't, like, super, like, direct shots on goal, like the first one, Bobby Wood just like headed it and it like bounced off the ground and went in. No, it bounced off his shin. Oh, it bounced off his shin. Yeah, it literally he headed it down, but it went down at such an angle that it hit his leg before it hit the ground. So it went from his head to his shin, then bounced off the ground, mm-hmm. then bounced off the post, and then went in. It was hilarious. Um,. He did everything right. Like, he was involved in the buildup. He was the one that put it wide to Chang. And then he made the run to the back post. He got to the ball. He got the header down. It wasn't, like, the best header, but mm-hmm. it went in. So, like, that's all that matters. Some, I, I'm just saying that because some people are like, this is what he needed. You know, this was great. And other people are like, meh. It was still an accident. I'm still not sold, and I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't the cleanest, but he scored, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's just be happy. 
yeah, it was the 29th minute. I don't remember what you said, but... I said 25, so... Uh, 20, I knew it was in the 20s. 29th minute. But yeah, it kind of... It, these these goals, except for just, uh, Justin Glad's at the very end, they were kind of goofy. Just all of Glad's goals have been clinical. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a reason why Justin Glad is current is currently RSL's top scorer. Tied <laughs> which, for top. Which which is funny. Yep. So Bobby Wood first goal. Uh the second goal was in was that in the second half? Yeah, it was in the fifty seventh minute. Okay, fifty seventh minute, uh Cordova. It was a good ball in, and then it kind of just, like, got juggled around. And uh, Cordova, his touch was weird, and it, like, went from his foot up to his chest. It kind of went up in the air. <laughs> yeah. And then it bounced around a bit, and he, you know, just created just a little bit of space and tried to dink it over the keeper, who got a hand to it, but it wasn't enough. It was another kind of weird goal. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was just a weird goal because like, you know, usually you expect it to go. It just kind of like like slowly bounced into the goal, and I I remember watching it and being like, oh, like was that a goal? Like did that did that go in? And then it finally went, and we're like, oh, and everyone started cheering. So, but yeah, it it was it was a weird one. Yep. So that was the second, and then the last one was stoppage time. Uh, a free kick, Miram to Justin Glad, and that was a very pretty goal. I like watching that. Especially the slow-mo, where Glad's entire body's just in the air. (laughs) And then he just redirects it. Uh, Yeah, he he definitely had to, like, (laughs) lean for for that one. I know it's not the same as, like, Van Persie's goal in the 2012 World Cup. But, I mean, flashbacks, you know, just, like, jumps straight out, lays yeah. lays flat. And it was interesting because, like, he wasn't, he, he wasn't trying to go for power. He was just simply trying to, like, redirect it on frame and just kind of, like, cushion it, like, just kind of, like, lead it in, the, you know, kind of cut across the face of goal. So very, you know... Very high skill shot, but he he managed to to do it. Yep. So those were the goals. Uh, oh, one other notable moment. I don't know what minute this happened in, but uh, Houston had a free header right around the six yard line, and uh, McMath came up with a huge save. Yes, he uh, did, which secured the clean sheet for us. Um, so, yeah, now we can kind of talk about individual players. Um, so McMath, he is on fire. Uh, another shutout, some more great saves. Uh, he actually got MLS save of the week. Yes. yes which I did didn't know that. they did that actually. So that's cool. Oh, you didn't? No. Like I knew they did goal of the week, but I didn't know they did save of the week. I mean, I, I I remember it. I don't really pay much attention to it unless an RSL player has is nominated, so Right. Yeah. But But yeah, like, so congrats to McMath. Like there was voting for it and 
I didn't even watch the other goals. I just voted for McMahon. <laughs> but <laughs> but he was winning, so I'm like, okay, that that I'm justified in that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a good showing from him again. He's been super duper solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only knock to his game is his distribution, but that's like the least important part of being a goalkeeper. Yeah, it's like I'll it's for- like a, a bonus. Yeah. I'll forgive uh, poor distribution all day, every day, if you can make saves like that and, you know, not make mistakes. So, mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing that he started doing this, you know, right when whatever is happening with Ochoa is happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, we haven't really talked about Ochoa too much. Uh, I know a lot of other uh platforms and podcasts and whatever have been talking about and writing about the ochoa stuff and we don't really know much (laughs) yeah like everything we know about the situation we read elsewhere we don't have any you know primary source on that type of stuff so it's just like do we want to talk about other people talking about this not really (laughs) Yeah, I do know that he played for the Monarchs in something. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of like in and out. It feels like I don't I don't really know what's going on, but Yeah, so we'll probably find out sooner rather than later. Yeah, hope I I hope they can get something figured out. Um man, if they could get money for Ochoa, that'd be great. Um but I mean, you know, we'll just we'll just have yeah. to see what what ends up happening. So. Yeah, I don't have any animosity towards Ochoa himself. I will be mad though if, you know, we don't get anything in return. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's like if it's best for him to move on, then great. Wish him the best wherever he goes. Uh. But you know, it's just. I I feel like it's. A mistake somewhere somehow if he gets to just you know sign with someone mm-hmm. for free basically you, like don't renew his contract uh, like like an albert rusnak situation where he's like oh, okay i'm gonna I'm yeah gonna go. that one i guess made a little more sense the rusnak one and there's probably you know a ton of reasons that we don't know about so this t- just even talking about this, it's like a slippery slope, because um, we don't have all the information. So, it's this is you who just knows? theorize, Josh. Who, who cares about information? You're right. We just that's what gets the clicks. Just like the power yeah. rankings. We just just you, know, you gotta have to. We need a clickbait title for this this podcast. It's like Ochoa to the moon? Question mark. <laughs> Ochoa to the moon. <laughs> what he's becoming an astronaut the real reason he's not playing is because he's going to astronaut school he's been training with nasa he what's so really what's happening is there's a meteor and it's on its way to like hit the earth and end all life on it and they need david ochoa to fly into space and to save the meteor 
before it hits hits the earth. Ah, uh, that's an interesting idea. A superhero goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, like that's 100% real. I read that on RSL Soapbox, actually. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, link, link is in the description. Like and subscribe for more. Oh, gosh. Oh, man, we got really sidetracked there. Um, so, yeah, big math. Uh, other standouts. Um, Justin Glad. Well, yeah, Sorry. yeah, Glad. Sorry. For sure. Glad did great. Uh, Cordova. Bobby Wood, I thought... Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say he was one of the best performers on the week, but um, per compared to last week, his yes. performance was so much better that I'm, I was impressed. I was like, you made huge strides <laughs> between last game and this game. Yes, he definitely improved greatly, and it was it was good to see. Yep, and then. Um... Am I missing anyone? Um, I mean, I think we should give a shout out to Michael Chang um, for getting another assist. He now leads the team with assists, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, you're right. I think so, it's five. Yes. Which I believe the league leader in assists is at seven right now. So, I and mean, Michael Chang is at five. And now, then, and then just wait, just wait. Then you take into account the fact that he doesn't take free kicks or corner kicks for us, which is a great way a lot of players will. Mm, yep. It's not that they're padding their assist stats, but like if you're taking the corners, you will have more assists. Nah, yeah, no, they're padding your stats, Josh. Just call it for <laughs> I, what it is. It's like if you're you're the you know the the leading goal scorer on your team but you're the pk taker like it's like yeah yeah it's the same thing you have to take that into account yeah um i just didn't want to say padding their stats because that implies that like the only reason they're doing it is just pad the stats that's typically not the case i think um, they are they're doing it so that michael chang is not the league leader in assists but yeah so so my point is, all of his assists have been from the run of play. And then you look at the fact that RSL has, like, bottom... We're bottom five in the MLS in goals from the run of play. Yes. <laughs> so it's just, like... All of them have come from Chang. Yeah, it's really impressive. Basically, He's got that golden cross that is just perfect every time, it feels like. And so it's going to be interesting with Saverino coming back because that's where Saverino plays. I don't think I think I think he exclusively plays on the right side. I don't remember him playing on the left. Um so so yeah, um to backtrack a little bit, we did kind of mention Saverino played like 20 minutes in this oh, one. Oh yes, he did do that. Um he looked really solid looked really dangerous and you're right he plays typically on the right side um but chang 
only plays on the right side as well. So, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to kind of see what happens there because, like, from a coaching perspective, what do you do? I mean, you have um, Savarino, who's a designated player, um, probably the best player on RSL at this point, but also um, your team's assist leader. Like, it, it's I'm saying it's hard to take Michael Chang off the field because, like he's doing so well like honestly he, he's he been doing much better in my opinion than justin miram has on on the other side so if it were possible to you know take miram off and put chang in for him and get the same productivity i think we would all you know that that would be the best move but since he's he exclusively they both exclusively play on the right him and uh chang and Saverino. Um, it's kind of a tough decision. Not yeah. not really a tough. De- I think you play Sovereigno every time, but like, just like kind of an unfortunate circumstance, if that makes sense. Right. And I, I think part of Chang's success this season has been. Um, the style of soccer we're trying to play. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going out there with two strikers, and we like to get the ball out on the edges and then send in crosses and get numbers in the box. And we've got two forwards. They're both pretty big. Big Um, boys. Now, Cordova isn't the greatest in the air, but, you know, we just... (laughs) We send in a lot of crosses, uh, and we get bodies in the box, and that's, like, what Chang is best at. Yeah. he's, He's been thriving. I think, ultimately... We'll probably see him coming off the bench in the future, which is unfortunate. Uh, but it is what it is. It is. I mean, you never know. We might have a formation changed or, you know, starting Savarino as one of the forwards isn't out of that the question true, yet. Yeah. Right? And Chang is a decent defender. Um, I know they've played him as wing back before, not not necessarily in a four back system, but more like a five back system. Yeah, um, he could be a wing back. Yeah. So you know, there, it, it, not no hope, not all hope is lost for um, Michael Chang. Uh, finding playing time, but I think he he will. Sovereigno's definitely going to start over him. Yeah. Even if um, even if he isn't starting once Savarino gets his feet under him, he'll be one of our first options off the bench, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, Ruby over Bean got some minutes. Uh, not much, but we haven't seen a whole lot of him this year. Um... He looked okay. He got a shot off. Yeah. Him uh, and Saverino linked up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a big Rubio Rubin fan. Um, I think it has been, like, he hasn't been as good as the, the two options that we have up front right now. So I think it makes sense that he, you know, comes in off the bench. Um 
but yeah, I mean, especially, you know, adding um, Anderson Julio back. And I, I love how we've just started referring to Jonathan Menendez as a forward because that's what we want to see him as. But once, once Johnny Menendez comes back, you know, they're going to have different options that they can start as forward. So um, we might not be seeing very much of him in the future, but you know, you never know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I think it's been unfortunate for him. He's a little bit undersized. Yeah. And our system is super reliant on sending crosses into the box. So he, he doesn't really fit into the system. He's, the type of forward that wants to be more involved uh, with link-up play, and he needs, like, a lot of touches Mm -hmm. to kind of get in his groove. Um, And typically, you know, we send in a lot of crosses and we send a lot of balls over the top. Um, That was less, you know, apparent in the Houston game, but, like, over the course of the entire season, that's been what we do, and that's not really his style of game, so... Yeah, he he's almost like a false nine, like, right. mo- almost a ten type Dropping player. in and kind of holding it up and, you know, one-twos with other players. That's, yeah. That's his bread and butter. Uh, but, you know, you said that he hasn't been as good as the other guys. I would argue that he hasn't really had a shot. That's that's himself. true. Like, uh, he started one game, and it was him and Bobby Wood, which I think is a horrible pairing. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, him and Cordova would link up much better than him and Bobby yeah. Wood. Um, and that was like the Nashville game, which was, you know, that and the NYCFC game were our two worst games of the season. That's true. Um, and that's the only start he got. Other than that, it's been like twenty minutes here and there in garbage time. So, so yeah, maybe yeah. maybe he just needs a chance. Maybe I've given up on Rubio being too soon. You know, that's that's possible. Well, a lot of people want to see him start over Bobby Wood right now. Really, um, I think that's tough to do after Bobby Wood just scored. But I wouldn't have been upset if he had been given the nod against houston for example the chances would have been there yeah and i think he probably would have scored um but yeah we'll we'll see what happens with rubin because there have been rumors that uh san luis in league mx uh which is where julio came from um the rumors are that they might be interested in rubio rubin they're gonna Uh, do a little swap swap a doodle yeah, it would make sense, you know, given the fact that we've been in contact with them recently. And, I mean, I don't know how these things go. Maybe even that was kind of an understanding with the Julio deal as yeah. well. Like, you know, later on, you know, I don't know. Maybe they had stuff they had to work out before they could make a move. But who knows? We'll see. So, So here's the question. If you had to choose one and you could only keep one, would you keep Rubio or Bean or Anderson Julio? Julio. I, th- I, think, I think that's the right decision. Yeah, I love Rubio or Bean, but 
I love him too. He's oh. a really hard worker, but Julio has uh natural gifts that Rubin doesn't. Speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um So yeah, uh Uh we already talked about McMath getting save of the week. Mm-hmm. Um Justin Glad made MLS team of the week, so shout out to him and belated shout out to Pablo Ruiz who I think two weeks ago made team of the week and we forgot to mention it. So. Yes, yes, he did do that. And <laughs> so it's it's interesting to me because like that was the Montreal game, right? Um, I don't mm-hmm. really remember him doing anything. Like his performance didn't stand out to me. Like if any, Same. what what? Uh, no, I agree. That's yeah. Same for me. If anything, Lawfulson's performance stood out more than Pablo Ruiz's performance. That might have just been because I was like, oh, shoot, he's starting with Pablo Ruiz as a, as a center midfielder. Um, but, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that out of everyone on the team, he was the one that made Team of the Week. But, you know, maybe whoever decides that saw something I, I didn't. Um, that's yeah, the- I think I'm with you where I don't, think he's really had any games where ah, maybe one or two where I was like he was really good this game but uh, the advanced stats are really high on him right now and I think that's what like the overall MLS national fan base has kind of latched on to those advanced metrics that rate him very high what what are Um, those advanced metrics do you know oh i think it was matt doyle that posted uh it's like uh, his percentile compared to other midfielders in mls and it was like uh key passes forward passes um a whole bunch of stuff where he was like in the 80 80th or 90th percentile wow okay um everything was well, most of the categories he was like in the 80th or 90th. In a few of the categories he was middling, and then in aerial duels one, he was he was like dead last. <laughs> he he yeah he's not that good at that. <laughs> yeah, which I was like yeah that's fine, and that he will never be good at that. That's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I if my phone weren't dead, I would look it up right now. But it was like, you know his pass completion percentage was in the yeah. 70th percentile but it really it was like uh i think one of them was like expected goals and expected assists combined he was in like the 90th percentile huh. um key passes he was up there so you know just uh overall he has been creating a lot of chances for us which is true i think the RSL fan base has latched more onto the fact that he can't ever finish those, but <laughs> that that is true. That is true. But he has been good this season. Like well, I think he's been good. See, expected goals. It just that's but like that's the number of goal. Like doesn't take into account whether you actually make the shot, right? Right. That's yeah. just chance creation. Yeah. 
So, so, I mean, I guess that's a cool stat. Yeah, well, a lot of people have been pushing that he might potentially be like uh, MLS best 11 what? by the end of the season. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't think he's going to be See, best I don't 11. either. I think he's doing great, and I think he's doing definitely yeah. much better than last season, but I don't know that I would look at him and say he's one of the best midfielders in the league hands down yeah yeah if pablo ruiz if you're listening to this don't don't stop playing well <laughs> prove us wrong pre- pre- please prove us wrong i and i'm not saying that he's not playing well right now i think he's playing very well i think that the team as a whole is playing very well i just don't think nothing has stood out to me as him being like one of the best midfielders in MLS right now. And that's fine. Like just just keep doing what you're doing cuz it's working. You know, they're they are um undefeated at Rio Tinto right now. Um they have they won their last two games. So, you know, keep it up. I'm I'm all I'm they here for it. They won four in a row. They won four in a row. What? Yeah, haven't we? What? Montreal, Austin. Oh no, three in a row. Three in a row. We okay. lost to Nashville on the eighth. Boo. You you were getting a um prediction from Saturday's game, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, we'll see. Maybe the maybe if him and Lawfelson keep starting, maybe, you know, he'll step it up another level and get even better. Um, yeah, so now let's talk about, uh, injuries and additions. In which order? Injuries, uh, injuries first? Injury updates first. Okay. So the big one, uh, Crylock had surgery, like, recently. I don't know if it was today that it happened. Uh, I heard that the surgery was a success but he will be out for three months minimum, which uh, that's essentially the rest of the season. I would be shocked if he came back this season. Do we know what kind of surgery it was, or was it just general surgery? It it was something about his back. Ah, okay. Back, back surgery. surgery. General which is, back surgery. Which is concerning. Yeah. Definitely concerning. And the fact that he was day-to-day for so long... And they kept pushing it back and kept pushing it back. And now he just had surgery. Obviously, something wasn't healing like they expected it to. Yeah. It was way worse. Like, that's just concerning. I agree. That is, that is concerning. And it's really sad to see him, uh, you know, not play this season. Basically not play this season because he's only played a few games. Yeah, um, and he's never been hurt before this. Yeah, the, yeah. The first time that he's been hurt. Carlock really. has always been, you know, just like always out there, and it's really sad to see him not on the field. Um, if you had told me this was going to happen at the beginning of the season, I would have been, you know, severely worried. But I mean, it's yeah. it seems like they're doing fine without him right now. That's not to minimize his contribution on the field. I think they would be, you know. They adding Demir Krylock to the field will make the team better. I truly believe that. Um, 
but it's not i it's not the end of the world right now yeah i think we'll be fine yeah biggest thing is uh that he gets back to 100 percent. yeah so wishing him a speedy recovery who knows um, he, he might be back for the playoffs and then he can give possible. us another yeah. de miracle <laughs> so yeah that's the update on crylock um and then as far as uh the other notables go um julio was in training all week so i think he's he could be considered questionable for the game this weekend mm -hmm. as well as menendez and holt um, they've been in training as well but they weren't on last week's 18 man roster so not sure if they're back to game fitness quite yet, but it's a possibility that we see those three. Um, are there any other injuries that I'm forgetting about? Those are the only ones that I am aware of. Yeah. And then, of course, Ochoa probably won't be in the 18. Yeah, whatever that whatever that Joker's doing. That yeah. That little knucklehead. <laughs> Ochoa um, is a knucklehead. Like, that's the most apt description I can think of. Yeah. That's why we love him. The knucklehead. <laughs> so now the uh, the big news that no one expected. Unexpected. Um, RSL signs Diego Luna from USL side... El Paso? El Paso? Yeah. Um, he's a U22 initiative signing, which means something. It means something. <laughs> it means he's a young player um, that we rate highly. <laughs> Doesn't that mean that we pay less for him? Is that is that what I'm saying? What you're saying? I I think that it acts kind of like the dp signings where the league kind of like pays a portion to bring young talent to the league you know yeah that yeah, makes sense I, yeah so okay so all the inner workings and everything like how it actually goes into effect i don't know but i know that the purpose of this was to bring young talent to the league right because yeah. for so long mls was oh it's a retirement league for the old stars and so they they have this U22 initiative. They're trying to incentivize teams to get young, talented players rather than just old, about-to-retire guys. So that's the purpose of it. But needless to say, um, he's an attacking midfielder. He's supposed to be good. He's like 18 years old. Um, yeah, we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Um, he seemed excited to come here, and he picked us over... A few European options, so that's good news. That is good news, and I mean, I think we both agree. I don't think he's gonna walk into a starting position. Um, I mean, the ten is kind. It has been kind of like a a question mark. He, if if I remember right, he does play like a ten role. Yep. So um, that is kind of a question. Like that has been like a question mark. Um, as of late, I think, I think now my my preferred um, player there is is Lawfulson with who we have right now. Um, 
but yeah, there might there might be some opportunities for him to to play and um, you know show show us what he's got, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, it, it should be. Um, we're we're always welcome young talent. And we should mention it was a record USL to MLS signing. So it was, hey. he's, he's the most expensive USL player ever, basically. Nice um, job, guys. I think we paid like 250000 for him. That's as much as we paid for Julio. Yeah, exactly. So that just, I mean, I think that we're excited about this kid and yeah he might be getting first team minutes soon i mean yeah makes sense to me why else would you pay 250k for someone yeah i don't know maybe we just saw that he had interest from europe and we were like yoink i mean <laughs> if okay if we can if we buy him for 250k and then sell him for like a million to five million that's that's a good move like that's that's yeah. just a good move like you know why the heck not it's an investment it's like buying a house yeah and it from what he from his statements it sounds like he wants to move on eventually like and that's fine. He, he was like, I'm excited for this opportunity at RSL, but he also wasn't like, RSL is where I want to be. He was like, yeah, I picked RSL because of their connections abroad. <laughs> um, so I, for me, what it sounded like was um, he wanted to step up, but he wasn't quite ready to make the move to Europe. He wanted to spend a few more years here. And so... You know, he's going from USL to MLS, but an MLS club where the shift to Europe is still possible a few years in the future and yeah. could be easy. So, no, that that makes sense. Like, he's he's 18 years old. I mean, he's super young. Um, so you know, I, if he is really good, I think we kind of expect him to move on. And if he's not that good, then he can stay here, I guess. Like that's cool. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it, it was, it was fun just to see someone, you know, like, this is already yet another signing that is happening because of the Blitzer group. Exactly. Uh, this one was, I mean, this one was, I think it was very unexpected, at least for us, because I mean, it's in the wake of the Saverino, um deal, so I don't think a lot of us were expecting that. But it is, it is welcome to see that. The, you know the changes that uh, have been made since the blitzer group took over so that's that's really good to see yeah it was also unexpected because we're n we're not in a transfer window right now yeah he's just like yo um but supposedly since usl is tied to mls like he will be available now <laughs> he won't have to wait till july okay so um, is he just gonna like come right over? Like, will will he be in training this week? Yeah, like I think so. Oh, shoot, dude! I think he'll be. Is he gonna be on the roster? Probably not for Vancouver. 
But for our June 18th game, I think he will be. Okay. Or or at least he'll be, you know, training with the team. That's the thing is, I don't know if he's going to play with Monarchs or if he's going to go immediately to the first team. Because, like, he was playing for El Paso. If he just goes and plays for Monarchs, that's just like a lateral move to another USL team, basically. Well, I... I, I... If we pay 250k for him, I'm I'm assuming he will play for the first team. That doesn't make any yeah. sense for me to me for us to pay that much for him and then relegate him to the Monarchs. Yeah, because well, that, that's literally the same amount that we paid for Anderson Julio. Yeah. So that's just my opinion. No, I agree with it. I. I just wonder if they're going to want to maybe ease him in since he's a young kid. Yeah, that that could make sense as well. But I guess I guess we'll see, you know. Yeah. I don't really know too much about him as a player. Time will tell. Yep. So anything else you want to talk about before I just uh preface next week? uh no i think i think that's it all right uh well yeah rsl plays at vancouver on saturday um don't know if this episode will be out by then (laughs) i will make it out all right there you go i will Um, for sure get it out before then yep and then we have a two-week break uh, for the international window, and then we'll be back June 18th. So, Vancouver, I am thinking we're going to start the same formation and bring in Savarino as a sub. I think you're right. I don't I don't think that Savarino will start. I think, you know, one more, one more game, and then next home game he will start. Yeah. So. And I, and I think we win 2-0. to zero. Yes, Vancouver is currently twelfth in the West. Um, oh garbage. <laughs> they but okay, they are a game behind. So that that's actually probably why we're playing this game is because they're a game behind. Yeah. Um. But yes, they're not doing too well. So, yes, I I think we're gonna win. I think it's gonna be two zero as well. Sweet. Well, yeah, um, everyone catch the game if you can, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep, see you guys.